Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is up, students of travel? This is your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE. No matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other audio platform, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. And if you can, rate and review the show. Pop on over to the podcast's official website, dbetravel.com, where you can see a list of all the episodes and view some insightful travel blogs. You can keep up with the show on social media too. Make sure to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. Door County, Wisconsin is a destination that's full of natural beauty and outdoor activities. If you're from Chicago or Milwaukee, you'll probably know about Door County because it's a perfect place to escape, but really it's a great area for anyone, no matter where you're from, to spend a few days exploring. My guest today is Janice Moskoff, who has a wonderful blog called Gather and Go Travel. Be sure to check it out. And today we're talking about some of the places she experienced during a trip to Door County that Janice took with her family. Listeners, if you scroll down to the show notes, you can find a link to a blog post Janice wrote about Door County, which pairs nicely with our conversation today. Let's talk about fun things you'll find in Door County, Wisconsin. Here's my interview with Janice Moskoff. Janice, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. And today we're going to be talking about Door County, Wisconsin, which is a destination I don't know too much about, but I've heard there's some fascinating geography and some really great state parks. Um, And I want to start the conversation today by asking you to explain where Door County is on the map and why people love coming to this area. Sure. Um, Most people know already that Wisconsin is a northern uh, state, but for Door County, it's a peninsula in uh, the eastern part of Wisconsin that is easiest to find if, you know, any of your listeners right now just hold out their left hand and put their palm facing away from them. And the thumb, the thumb part is Door County. The thumb sticks out and on the right side of the thumb to the east is Lake Michigan. Um, which is to the east and the north part of Door County. And um, to the west and the left is Green Bay, which is part of the connected water. But, you know, Green Bay, a lot of people have heard of the city of Green Bay, which is at the very, if you look at where your thumb connects to your hand, the V at that connection, Green Bay is at the very southernmost point. And um, that's Door County. It's, I think if I remember correctly, it's about 2,000 square miles is the total size. So it's it actually, even when I was planning it to Door County, it's a lot larger than I thought. I thought it was something that I could kind of go and experience for a weekend and see the whole thing. And that's absolutely incorrect. There's a ton of different communities. It's quite large. It's easy to drive around. But, um, you know, it takes a week or two, I think, to see all of that's going on in Door County. Now, you wrote about a multi-day adventure you took to Door County on your Gather and Go travel website, um, and that's what we're going to be reviewing today. What made you decide to visit Door County, and what time of year did you go? Yeah, we decided on Door County for a weekend trip. It's just been on our radar for our family for a while. People here uh, in the Chicago area have gone up all the time. They go up for summer trips, a week long, for weekends. A lot of people in this area in uh, northern Illinois and Wisconsin 
have summer homes there. So we've been hearing about it for a while. I have a friend from Chicago who used to go up every summer, staying at her family's vacation home, and she recently moved there permanently. Um, as you can imagine, it's Wisconsin, it's northern Wisconsin, it's quite cold. So that was change, a change for her, and it was more rural. It's, Door County is more traditionally known as a summer and fall destination. Um, in addition, we've been hearing about it. My daughter's music teacher goes there in the summers, and she performs in outdoor concerts in one of the state parks and uh, lives in Door County in the summer. So we just it's one of those places we kept hearing about, and uh, you know we finally carved out time to go in the fall. Um, summer, as I mentioned, is a very popular time to go to Door County. It's a little bit more complicated to get there because it is so popular. It becomes necessary to rent lodging or find a place, book a place to stay, sometimes up to 12 months in advance, especially if you're looking for a place for a family. Fall is a little bit more accessible. You don't have to plan quite so far ahead, but you know you still want to give it a good solid two or three months to find um, a place if you want to have some good, good options and choices. Great. So Janice, let's kind of jump into your trip and I want to go to day number one. Day one. You start by making the nearly five hour drive from Chicago. You check into your Airbnb and you grab some grub at a place called the Coyote Roadhouse. Talk about how your first day went and I'd love to know more about the delicious looking cheese curds and some of the other great food and drinks that someone can find at the Coyote Roadhouse. Sure. Uh, Stephen, have you had cheese curds before? Is that... I have. They, they're they one in a kind. You have to get them in Wisconsin, right? But I love them. Yeah, yeah. So I will get to the cheese curds. But before I do, the drive up to Door County is pretty easy. Um, we did leave on a Friday afternoon. Anybody who is the Chicago metro area well knows traffic is terrible. So the drive probably took us a solid five hours. I think um, in less uh, busy times, it can take just under four um, to closer to four hours. But uh, it took us a fair amount of traffic to get out of Chicago and uh, through the Milwaukee area. We had one quick stop and we got into our Airbnb, which was on Kangaroo Lake, which is just outside the town of Bailey's Harbor on the east side of the peninsula, which is generally known as the quieter side. There's fewer towns and a little less activity going on. Um, we loved it. I thought it was a great location. Um, but what was really nice about our location is just down a rural road, a two minute drive, not even, is a place called the Coyote Roadhouse. Um, it's uh, a dark road. There's nothing else around, no other obvious commercial establishments or restaurant. It's just Coyote light, a, a roadhouse lit up uh, on a very dark night. And we could have walked there, but you know we just gen generally didn't know the area, so we drove. And, um, you know, Coyote Roadhouse is pretty much what you want a rural Wisconsin pub, you know, place to be that's in the middle of the woods. There's not a lot going on and um, in the general area, but it's got beers, it's got generous pub food, uh, you know, all your favorites, everything that you're looking for. And um, once we got to Coyote Roadhouse, it's probably around 7 p.m., it was packed. We couldn't even get a parking space. Eventually one opened up. We put our names in. We probably had about an hour wait for a popular fall weekend, and um, but it was worth it because once we we parked, uh, the weather was still very temperate and nice outside. We waited in the, the nice lawn area and outdoor area. My husband and I got beers. I think Coyote, Coyote Roadhouse probably has at least ten beers on tap and maybe thirty bottles. So it's a huge selection. A lot of Wisconsin specialties. Wisconsin's known for its breweries and its microbreweries. So. You know, after a long drive, it was a perfect way to refresh. And after about an hour 
of weight, we got a table outdoors. And, um, you know, especially if you like to eat meat, it's a really great uh, place to be. It's not um, very heavy on the vegetarian options, but luckily my family is all meat eaters. And we got, I think my daughter got a steak, my son got a burger. And what's really nice on Friday night, they have an all you, can, this is very Wisconsin also, an all you can eat Friday fish fry. I think it was for about $15. And um, we got our cheese curds and we got our $15 all you could eat fish fry, which I think I didn't even uh, do the all you can eat. I ate one plate of it. But the cheese curds, um, for those people who don't know, um, it's not any kind of special cheese. It's very much a Wisconsin specialty. It's essentially a young cheddar that's maybe even a day old. And um, cheese curds are the kind that were served at Coyote Roadhouse for the breaded and fried type that um, when they're properly fresh cheese curds, they kind of squeak when you bite into them. And uh, these were good cheese curds. They were the best that we had all weekend and we probably had them three or four separate times. So I definitely give Coyote Roadhouse two thumbs up for the cheese curds and the food and the beer. Cool, so great experience at Coyote Roadhouse. But day one was just your arrival day, and day two was really when you started to get out to see more of Door County's natural beauty. Day two. You started the day hoping to see a spectacular sunrise. Unfortunately, the weather didn't cooperate. Uh, But before most people were even awake, you made the trip out to Anclam State Park. Tell me a little bit about Anclam State Park and what you've heard about the morning views on the days with clear skies. Sure. You know, one of the things I was most excited about going to Door County is that because it's a peninsula and it faces east and west, and I think at its widest um, dimension, the peninsula is only 18 miles across. So that means um, you can see the sunrise and the sunset because there's not any kind of obstruction for the view on the, the east. For the sunrise, you have Lake Michigan and just an open view to the sunrise. And on the west, in the evenings, you have Green Bay, which is open and a water view as well. So, um, and one of the things I love to do when we travel is to see the sunrise and sunsets. We can't really see it too much in our suburban Chicago area. We're surrounded by trees, which is lovely, but you know, we have our views are obstructed and um, we can't really get a good view of either the sunrise or sunset. And so I love doing it on vacations because, you know, it's just a sign that you have time. You have the ability to enjoy nature, take your time, drink a coffee, just kind of enjoy the day and start it right. So my friend who lives uh, year round in Door County had recommended, I had talked to her before the trip and got all sorts of recommendations. She gave me a list of places to see the sunrise on the east side of the peninsula. Um, Ann Clamps State Park, or I'm sorry, County Park. It's a county park, it's not a state park. Um, Ann Clam County Park, uh, which is just on the edge of Bailey's Harbor, uh, is very accessible. It's got a little parking lot and it's got a jetty that used to be a pier, I think up until the early 19th century um, for steamships. It's 800 feet long um, and uh, you can walk out to it. You can actually see the sunrise and uh, it's just very accessible. Plus it was probably a five to 10 minute uh, drive from our, our rental, which was ideal because that meant we didn't have to re- wake up too early. Unfortunately, for the morning that we, we went and we set aside for the sunrise, it was uh, misty and rain and it was socked in with clouds and completely foggy. I mean, you couldn't even see, you could even almost see where the, the water and the fog uh, separated. Um, we weren't the only ones there. There were three other couples from Chicago who were there for the weekend. Um, so we chatted a little bit. They were there to see the sunrise too. 
And amusingly, um, you know, not all was lost because there was a group of young men who were just wrapping up an all-nighter bachelor party who were having a dance party on the jetty. So we all got a good laugh about that. But um, it was an entertaining morning. Um, unfortunately, we did not see the sunrise then or the other mornings, which were also cloudy on our trip. But I would absolutely go back to Door County and make it a regular practice to see a sunrise. So unfortunately, you guys didn't see the sunrise, but I think the next uh, thing on your agenda was was pretty positive because you grabbed a mid-morning meal at the Heirloom Cafe and Provisions, and the pictures on your blog look very welcoming, and the food looks really good. Tell me about your experience at Heirloom Cafe and Provisions. Sure. You know, this was my favorite food place of our entire weekend. It was another great recommendation. The ratings are super high, you know, if you look it up online. Um, another great recommendation for my friend who lives there year-round, who goes to Heirloom, I think, multiple times during the week. Um, Heirloom just has, it's the kind of place where you're not really sure what's going to be there the day that you get there. It's sort of like they'll have specials, they'll have breakfast foods and sandwiches, and you sort of buy what's available when it's available before it sells out. So, for example, um, I bought... Uh, Strata was a special, and it was a butternut squash, spinach, red onion, cheese strata, and oh, it was delicious. It's something that I wouldn't have made, and um, I loved every bite. It was savory, and it was lovely and light. Um, My kids got some uh, pastries. The coffee was excellent. And another thing that I loved about um, Heirloom Cafe and Provisions, especially for someone who's planning to spend the full day outdoors, is that you can buy picnic provisions. So we bought our breakfast foods, but we also got very well-packaged wraps and the cookies. Oh, my God, their sweets are amazing. We um, we got cookies, and I think there was even an Asian noodle salad that we were able to pack into bags with napkins and utensils and know that we didn't have to worry about a picnic later in the day because after Heirloom, we were headed to go biking and we were headed to the state park. So let's talk about the next thing that you guys do, which is visit Peninsula State Park, which has so much to do. Can you give us an overview of Peninsula State Park? And can you also talk about some of the hiking and biking you did during your time there? Sure. Yeah. Peninsula State Park is by far the most popular state park in Door County. I think they get annual visitor numbers up to a million people. I mean, it's just, it's wildly popular and and for good reason. It's on the west side of the peninsula, so it faces and is surrounded by Green Bay. I think it's up to about 4,000 square miles in total, but um, there's just so many attractions when you get to Peninsula State Park. They have um, just over 20 miles of biking trails, um, around 20 miles of hiking trails. There's all sorts of campgrounds, so there's lighthouses, there's uh, beaches for swimming, there's piers for boating. Uh, there's even a golf course and an outdoor amphitheater for concerts in the summer and early fall. So there's a ton going on in the park. Um, what we had planned to do is, um, I'm sure this kills my kids just a little bit, but I love to go biking on any kind of vacation that we, we take. And so uh, Peninsula State Park has a great trail called the Sunset Bike Trail. And it's just under 10 miles and um, they make it super easy because we had, we had thought about bringing our bikes up with our bike trailer. But, you know, it's interesting because I did research before we, we went on our trip to figure out whether or not the path was paved or appropriate for a hybrid bike. And I just couldn't tell. So we left our bikes at home. I have a hybrid and um, and uh, we ended up renting bikes from a place called Edge of the Park Bike Rental 
which unsurprisingly is right on the edge of the park. It's uh, near the southern entrance, right near the um, the gate uh, where people, where the cars line up to pay entrance to the park. And uh, it was super easy. They have a parking lot. You can park for free in the lot and to go ahead and get bikes. I was actually worried that um, it was such a popular school break weekend that we would not be able to get a bike because they didn't, they do not take reservations in advance. I had no reason to worry. Edge of the Park Bike Rentals has tons of bikes, plus the popular trail that we biked. Um, you know, if someone bikes it quickly, it would take them about an hour. We really took our time. We probably spent about two and a half hours with a lot of stops on the trail. So the bikes are always coming back very quickly. And, um, you know, I don't think there's any reason. And so for good reason, they don't they don't take reservations. But um, we got our bikes and a fun uh, and it, it, strangely enough, they had the exact same bike that I had at home. So that means that it's completely appropriate for hybrid bikes. The trail is a mix of crushed gravel. And um, at the time that we were there, it was a little bit under construction. So the, the trail followed some of the roadways well. Um, we got our bikes and it really couldn't have been easier. Uh, we left the property of Edge of the Park bike rental, literally crossed one street, and we were right at the start of the Sunset Trail, which went through woods, along coastlines, stopped at a lighthouse, uh, came to uh, beaches and a jetty and through more woods. And it was it was a lovely bike ride. We all had a great time. And then, I mean, you've, you kind of already mentioned this, but just the views looked so spectacular what what are some more things or like how what's the experience like in terms of what you'll see on the bike ride uh you know you'll see a lot of woods you'll see other bikers but you know you'll see the coast you'll see green bay um there is a lighthouse that you can stop and you can tour and see the view um we stopped at one of the boat launches and uh we were able to kind of skip rocks and look at the view there. And um, also in the summer, we were there in early October. So a lot of the seasonal rent boat rentals and kayak rentals were already closed for the season, but there's huge picnic areas. And uh, one of the popular things near the beach, near the um, boat launch that we had we had stopped at, uh, you can rent kayaks and go swimming and uh, just hang out at the picnic area. So those are one of several things you can do. You can see a lot of wildlife and, and the loop curves back away from the water and through some more lovely woods and roadways. And uh, it's just gorgeous. It kind of gives you a little bit of everything. And then Janice, can you talk a little bit about the hiking uh, that you can do in Peninsula State Park too and, and the hiking that you guys did? Yeah, you know what? If we really had a perfect day, I have to say, you know, it's, there's some days on vacation where you over schedule or things, you don't get things quite right. But for us, you know, going to breakfast at Heirloom followed by the bike ride, um, getting back in the car, and at that point we we paid entrance to the state park. You have to pay, as an out-of-stater, I think it's a $13 fee for a day-use pass into the state park. Um, we drove to uh, a hiking trail that we had picked out in advance, and that's the Eagle Trail. And we drove to the actual um, start of the trail, the trailhead to park. Um, in hindsight, what we would have done a little bit differently is that we had our picnic items with us from Heirloom Cafe, and um, we should have stopped at one of the picnic areas because I just didn't realize there would be no picnic facilities at our trailhead, which worked out fine. We just kind of picked a grassy spot, and we ate our lunches and then started the trail. Um, the Eagle Trail is a great trail to do. It's uh, about a two-mile loop, and from the parking lot, you can either head east and pretty much straight down to the water or west to a more level part of the loop trail. I definitely recommend heading west. It's a little less crowded and you kind of go through the woods and um, 
if you head east and just decide not to head back up the escarpment to the trail, you'd miss some really great lookout views. So I think going west is a better way to do it. We did the hike and um, went through some woods, saw a great uh, viewpoints, and then headed down to the water where we were hiking along the coastline. And then we saw these amazing cliffs. They're like, I can't even remember, thousands of feet high that are limestone, jagged, sort of rocky cliffs that just, um, I I don't think we quite as expected to see them. They were stunning. We were, we were blown away. And uh, we weren't the only ones. The trail was, by that point, very crowded. It was, felt a little bit like a super highway, so expect that it's it can be a crowded trail, but um, the views and the cliffs alone, absolutely worth it. I thought it was great. And it's uh, dog-friendly for people with dogs. Love that. And, I mean, do you think your time at Peninsula State Park kind of met your expectations or exceeded them? Or Absolutely. I, I can see why it's so popular. It's a, it's a great park. Really pretty, too. Janice, let's go ahead and talk about your third day. Day three. After taking it easy in the morning, you pop over to a charming town called Fish Creek. Now, before you grab brunch at a place called the White Gull Inn, and we'll talk about that a little more in just a second, your family spent a little bit of time at the nearby, and correct my pronunciation here if it's wrong, Lautenbach Orchard. What are some fun things people can find or do at the Lautenbach Orchard? Sure. No, Stephen, you got that exactly right. Yes. No correction <laughs> necessary. Um, we, you know, what I recommend is um, White Gull does not take reservations. So a lot of people will know the White Gull Inn, which we can talk about that in just a little bit, because it's known for um, several things, being a wonderful historic inn, but also for its breakfast and brunches. And um, the wait, there's no reservation, so you kind of have to put your, either get there early before the, the wait uh, starts creeping up or put your name in. When we put our name in, the wait was over an hour. So the perfect activity was to leave the inn, which was in Fish Creek. It's a charming lakeside, you know, it's on Green Bay and uh, it's got cute little shops and lots of historic inns. And um, we drove five minutes to Lautenbach Orchard, which was just south of the town. At the orchard, um, it really depends what season that you're there. In fall, they have apple picking, which you buy a bag in their store and you can go out and pick apples from several different varieties of trees. Um, the store is wonderful. We Once we got into the store, which outside in front of the orchard, it was seasonally, there's tons of pumpkins and gourds and one of the best displays I've seen anywhere um, is really, and it's completely picture worthy also. So it's hard not to stop and take a ton of photos. But um, once we went in, we got uh, donuts for the kids and hot apple cider and we got some coffees. Um, so there's a, a lot of seasonal product that's inside as well, like jams and honeys. And, but in the back, they also have a tasting room because the orchard isn't just for fruits. It's a winery as well. So you can taste wines and ciders as well. Um, we said it was a little too early in the morning for us for doing some <laughs> tasting. So we took them. Um, there's an outdoor seating area in the back. And we took our donuts and we drank our hot apple cider and, um, and we drank our coffees and just sort of hung out before we did some apple picking. I know in the summer they also offer, the orchard off, offers cherry picking. Um, the season is pretty short. I think it's mid-July through early August. And um, I believe all summer into early fall, the orchard also offers uh, winery tours. And in the heart of winter, I think depending on how much snow they have, they offer some sleigh rides too. So depending when you're in or Door County, the orchard is a great stop, particularly if you are facing a long wait at White Gulf for one of their famous brunches. 
I highly recommend it as a way to, to spend your wait time. So after your experience picking apples and grabbing some coffee at the orchard, you did what I would do. And that's, you went for a second round of coffee. And of course, at the famous White Gull Inn, uh, where you also grab some brunch. Tell us about the experience and the vibes and the food at the White Gull. Sure, yeah. Well, when we got back to the White Gull after the orchard, unfortunately, our table is very popular. Our table still is not ready. But what's really nice on nice days when they have this outdoor patio, um, there next to the host stand is a, a drink station and you can get coffees and you can take them to go. So from the White Gull, we walked a block or two down to the water to Green Bay and there's a park at the end. I believe it's called Sunset Park where we were able to see Green Bay, walk around and just spend some time getting the kids moving. Um, eventually we headed back to White Gull where we got our table and uh, there's indoor seating and outdoor seating. The White Gull is a white inn. It's a historic inn with... Um, with period rooms and it's known for its food. It's known for the brunches and the breakfast, which is what we ate. And we got an outdoor table in this beautiful outdoor patio with red umbrellas and brick walkways nestled in between the the back of their white building. And um, at the other end of the patio are cottages and other houses where their guests can stay. So it's just this lovely hideaway. There's a ton of different space for the guests to, um, to be able to stay. And, and to eat. Um, at the White Gall, there's just, you know, it's it's got all your breakfast favorites. And then a couple of very Door County uh, specialties. They are known for, I believe what it's called, a Door County stuffed cherry French toast. I think they were on Good Morning America for their their, their stuffed cherry French toast. Uh, my son got that. It was very good and very rich. Um, they do offer very ample portions. Um, we got omelets. I think my husband got, when you arrive to the White Gall after 12, you can order from their lunch menu. My husband got a sandwich. And, um, you know, it was great. We didn't need a meal till dinner after that. It was breakfast and lunch. And uh, we had a lovely experience. It was, it was great to be there. So after a great experience at the White Gull, you guys decided to do a scenic drive, which is just so fitting because I think one of the themes of visiting Door County is just how incredibly beautiful the landscape is and you guys went for a drive on door county's curvy highway can you describe this scenic highway and how it was actually designed to really highlight the surrounding nature sure you know it's interesting because there is the roads are pretty much what you expect they're you know rural roads not too busy even the main highway in um door county is pretty straight but up to the northern part of the peninsula um right near the town of Northport, and it's on um, Highway 42. There's a section of Highway 42 that uh, separates into 15, I think it is, separate curves. And they are, I mean, it's it's not a little bit curvy. It's very curvy. It's sort of like what you'd imagine down an obstacle course. And um, especially in the fall, or, or pretty much any season, but in the fall, we were there right at the beginning of the fall. The, the leaves weren't changing. It's a particularly favorite spot for people to take photos and videos. So you know you've gotten to the curvy highway when obviously you start seeing the curves, but you see the cars pulled over and people standing in the middle of the road trying to get a shot, a picture of themselves um, in the middle of the road. Um, There's a lot of theories. There's a few theories on why the road curves. I think one was that it curves because it was originally built to accommodate utility poles. Um, that's more disregarded for the fact that it was really deliberately designed by this architect. Um, I believe his name is Jens Jensen. 
Um, he had founded a continuing education school near Ellison Bay, the town of Ellison Bay, which is not far from where this curvy uh, highway spot is. And um, he was known for uh, his park ar architecture, especially in Chicago. There's a couple of parks like Humboldt Park and Garfield Park. And I think early in his career, he sort of, I, he, he um, came up with the idea of this ideal highway that would slow traffic um, and keep nature in view. So whenever he did his architecture, he was known for always keeping nature in view and getting people um, connected better to na nature. And um, his is an interesting story. I think there's even a documentary, an award-winning documentary, like 10 years old, called The Living Green, is what it's called, about Jens Jensen. So, you know, people visiting Dory County might find, and into more historic um, minutia a little bit, might find that a little bit interesting to, to learn about. But uh, continue Highway uh, 42 all the way up to almost the town of Northport, where uh, people just before people can catch the Washington Island Ferry, and uh, you'll be able to drive the curvy highway. Great. So after a really stunning drive on the Kirby Highway, your next stop was at Newport State Park to get some more hiking in and to enjoy some views of Lake Michigan. Now, Newport State Park isn't as popular as Peninsula State Park, but as you say in your blog, it's stunning in its own right. What was Newport State Park like? Uh it was, you know, it's interesting because it's not nearly as crowded. It's far less crowded than Peninsula State Park. And it's not that much smaller. I think it's maybe about a thousand to maybe 1300 square square uh, acres smaller than um, Peninsula, but it's more removed from the developed areas. It's on the east side of the peninsula, as I m mentioned, is the quieter side, and it's not near any town. Um, you drive through, you know, the highway and some rural roads and you get to Newport State Park and there's hiking trails and there's biking trails on Newport State Park. We decided to hike the Lind Point uh, Trail Loop and uh, that was just over two miles. Um, there's biking trails that are on Newport State Park. There's a lot of camping as well. Uh, the camping, maybe it's not as popular because it's hiking, camping, you can't actually do car camping. And But I think that's one of its charms. It's just uh, a little less trafficked and more peaceful. Um, there are lots of good forested pathways and the trails always come back to the water. And the coastline is beautiful. And because we had experienced a beautiful trail in Peninsula State Park, but it was so busy, especially toward the end of the trail, it was refreshing to just be out in nature, surrounded by the woods and the water, and you know only see a handful of people. And the coastlines are stunning. There's a uh, beach uh, at Newport State Park that just goes on forever. It's it's a very long beach with a huge crescent of sand, and you know in the summer it, it would be beautiful. And the waves for Lake Michigan, especially for people who haven't actually been to Lake Michigan before. It, especially in windy weather, can look just like the ocean, and it's it's beautiful because you just you're missing the salt water water because you can't see across it, and um, you know it just it's all you can see is water. It's beautiful. And before your day comes to a close, you made sure to stop by the cute little town of Sister Bay to do some shopping, see the sunset, and grab dinner. Tell me a little bit about Sister Bay. Is it as charming as it looks in pictures? It is. It's super cute. Um, we had been suggested, uh, my daughter's music teacher, who lives, as I mentioned, in Door County all summer, recommended going to Sister Bay because uh, she particularly recommended for my daughter and myself to go to two boutiques, um, one called Spot, 
and the sister boutique owned by the same person called Space because she just helped out there during the summer. And um, they're great. They're great little shops. And up and down the, the street are more shops and restaurants. And uh, we bought sweaters. And I always spent more than we presumed that we would. Um, and we used that as a time. We actually used the time to shop because we had also, she had recommended as well as my friend who lives in Door County to eat dinner at Wild Tomato Pizza, which has wood-fired pizzas and gourmet pizzas. Um, we also had a wait. Uh, like I said, it was a very busy uh, fall weekend. So we put our name in at the pizza restaurant. We did some shopping. We walked up and down the street. And uh, it's a lovely little town that's right on Green Bay. We did catch a little bit of a sunset while we were waiting for our table. Uh, there's a rocky beach just behind where the pizza restaurant is, and it's all very walkable and accessible. And uh, we thought it was a lovely entire day. Perfect. So uh, after wrapping up day three at Sister Bay, we're on to now to day number four. Day four. Again, you start your day off with some quality coffee and food, but this time you go to a place called Bearded Heart Coffee. How are your everything bagel egg sandwiches and coffee at Bearded Heart? They were great. We, um, I mean, it's kind of hard to do an everything egg bagel sandwich badly, but Bearded Heart did it quite well. They had two kinds of cheeses and a great bagel. There's a cheddar cheese and a huge swath of a huge uh, spread of cream cheese on the sandwich. So um, very Wisconsin style to put two cheeses on on a uh, sandwich, but you know, when in Wisconsin, you know, to do it like that was delicious. And uh, the coffee was excellent and we were able to eat outdoors. Uh, it was a very small interior space, but they have a lot of outdoor seating. And uh, that was another good way to start our day before we ended up heading toward home. And before your trip was over, uh, your, your friend recommended that you make one more stop, of course, at Cave Point County Park, which you did. What can someone find if they visit Cave Point County Park? They can find really beautiful, stunning coastline. And it's just right there at the park. The it, It's um, on the east side of the peninsula, and it's further south than where we were. We were up a little further north at Bailey's Harbor. So for us, it was on the way home. I think if my friend had not so strongly recommended it, we would maybe have skipped it, just kind of get home and and wrap up our weekend and you know get prepared for the week. But um, Cape Point County Park was so accessible. It's right off the, the main highway to head south and a little bit inland off of some rural roads. And uh, the parking's super easy. And even right off the parking lot, you can see this great jagged sort of cliff edge uh, coastline that's right next to Lake Michigan. And the waves right there, we were there on a windy day, so the waves were higher, but they smack up against the coastline, and you get these huge, amazing, stunning views of the spray coming up. And, you know, especially for, you know, kids, it's cool to see. For anybody who loves to take video or photography, I mean, it's just a joy to be there. It's just everywhere you turn, there's, you know, a cool sight and spray coming up. And what's really nice is it's a very easy level it's um, a little bit jagged with roots, um, but there is a very level half mile uh, path that runs parallel to the coastline in the park. And so what, what we did is, we, you know, we took maybe 20, 30 minutes to walk the path and see more of the cliff views. And it was just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see. And the water was relatively rough that day. And, um, you know, we just got some very stunning uh, sprays of water and 
you know, power of nature, uh, you know, in the park was, was pretty impressive. Awesome. I mean, it sounds like you guys really had a great trip uh, during your time in, in Door County. Yeah, it was. We we got rec- it's always great to get recommendations from locals. I do um do some research ahead of time. Moon uh, Handbook has a great Door County guide. I read that, but nothing substitutes getting some people who live there spend a lot of time to make some good recommendations. And so I got I got some good ones. Awesome. So Janice, like I mentioned at the beginning of our chat, I actually found your article about Door County on your website, gatherandgotravel.com. Now, I really have to applaud you because I think your website is so detailed and has an incredible amount for travel enthusiasts to read and learn about. Can you tell me more about Gather and Go Travel? When did you start it? And who do you think your website speaks to? Sure. First of all, Stephen, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. I I appreciate it. I am you know, I'm a researcher at heart. That's one of the reasons why I started the website. I, I'm one of those people who loves to have a trip planned and then figure out and learn a new place before I get there and really get to know it. I read guidebooks. I read books about the place, fiction, nonfiction, cookbooks. So I'm reading a cookbook about Italy right now, which is separate. But for Door County, I have a in, in Wisconsin, I have a whole reading list as well. So for me, I take a lot of that research and I'm also a reader. So, you know, I I take it and I organize it and I put it into a way that I think is going to be most helpful for other people who are planning trips. Um, I have a teen and a tween, so my content is more appropriate for families. You know, I think for single younger travelers, they could find some value, but, um, you know, it's more for families. I, I stay at more family appropriate places. You know, we do activities that, you know, my age kids would be more uh, likely or less likely to complain about and more likely to enjoy. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's also for groups. I have a lot of, so not, it's not only family content, but I take a lot of group trips, friend trips, and um, also multi-generational travel. I've been on several uh, large family group trips of uh, three generations for 19 people. And so, you know, I'm kind of the traveler who, never ever really gets to travel solo because I have so many group and family trips. So it's sort of the opposite a little bit of solo travel. So for people who are in the same boat, you know, this is a great website, especially when they want to get into the detail and get uh, some great itinerary ideas or reading recommendations or um, how to's. I have a lot of how to's to, uh, you know, figure out research a little bit better or plan travel a little easier on the website. And I know Gather and Go travels on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, but tell the listeners more about all of your social media pages and where they can go to stay connected with you. Sure. You're absolutely right. I'm at the, um, the handle at Gather and Go Travel, so it's pretty easy. It's consistent across all sites. Like you said, I'm on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I'm also on Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, and I have a fledgling account on TikTok. Um, taking some of the videos there and taking recommendations from my 12 year old on what's acceptable and not acceptable to post to TikTok. I'm active on all of them. You can message me on um, any of the social media. I will definitely respond or, uh, you know, be able to contact me through the contact form on the website or even sign up for my newsletter through the website. So very responsive and love to hear from readers. Janice, I've got one more final question before we call it an episode today. Uh, Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. 
So I want to ask you, are you somebody who considers yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you share a lesson or two that you've learned through travel or your travel journeys? Sure. I am a student of travel because I love to learn. And my lesson is that, um, you know, my expectations are usually wrong, you know, to get to a place and, and learn to absorb it and not have any preconditions about the place or the people. And that's just a great reminder for life for me to approach, you know, every day or, or people in my own community without any preconceptions. So I think that, you know, travel is a place that, you know, I recognize that there's all sorts of good people in the world and, you know, much to, um, you know, what a lot of us come across in, in the news and in the media is that, you know, we're, we're fearful of a lot of what's going on in the world. And, you know, I think travel has shown me that, you know, if that's my expectations, you know, or, or my fears, those are wrong because we come across so many good people who, you know, are living their lives and wanting good things out of their, their lives just as much as we are. And so, you know, that's, that's a positive, hopeful message to take away from it. And then, you know, and, and I like your term student of travel because I incorporate reading and learning um, and tours that are educational based for my kids, whether they like it or not, because I think that there's so much to learn about other people and other cultures and, and in the process, um, which allows us to learn about ourselves. I love that answer. Uh, Janice, thank you so much for you know taking the time to join me today. I really appreciated you coming on and chat about Door County. It sounds like such a fun place to visit. Thank you, Stephen. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. A big DBE thank you to Janice from the Gather and Go Travel blog. I thought she gave such great insight about things to do in Door County. Listeners, make sure you take a moment to visit gatherandgotravel.com where you'll find more wonderful and inspiring travel blogs. And be sure to go follow Gather and Go on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Pinterest at Gather and Go Travel. If you like Destinations Beyond Expectations, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and do me a huge favor. Tell a friend about the show. If you want to see me talk about more great destinations, follow a page called Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn, where every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I help host a live stream that focuses on how groups can experience a destination. Again, the page you'll want to follow for that is Group Travel Odyssey. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Have a fabulous rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.